1: 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45, there goes Davis! Oh my God! Davis is going to run it all the way back! Auburn's going to win the football game! They
2: give, they give it back now to the 30, they're down to the 20! All the band
1: is out on the field! He's putting the, the Four-man Alabama rush. Got him. Oh, they didn't know oh, my gracious! Yep. How about!
3: what's up everybody welcome back to the three technique i am trey reeves i'm joined by mr mitch mason across the way just down the street um we're doing a little bit different today as you can probably tell um i am not the usual voice that introduces this show but um it's a holiday weekend we have some content that we wanted to get to you guys while we also wanted to take just a little bit of a break to observe Independence Day and spend some time with our families and our friends but we are taking just a little bit of time out of our schedules to uh provide you guys with a little bit of content for your Independence Day festivities so with that being said Mitch how you doing man
0: hey what's up buddy yeah uh thank you to uh to all those obviously who sacrifice so that we can celebrate Independence Day it's um fun to to have the day off from the work week but obviously with um with all other military holidays um, much more than just a, a backyard barbecue. But dude, I'm I'm doing really good. Um, yeah, we've got uh, some, some fun content lined up. We also had a little bit of news to shoehorn into this as well. So uh, glad to be back on the air with you.
3: Absolutely. So yeah, the, like you said, the format's a little different today. Might sound just a little weird. Um, this is a pre-recorded segment that you're going to hear just a little bit, but it is going to be a lot of fun. Garrett will be Um, featured on that as well but as you mentioned we do have just a little bit of news to get into before we start the festivities um obviously tons of recruiting things going on and we could fill a whole pod with all the commitments that have happened uh in the last couple weeks but the big news um on the just general conference alignment front the ACC comes out and has officially scrapped the division's rip. The ACC Atlantic and Coastal um, podcasters and college football media everywhere are rejoicing that they don't have to memorize which team are in which division anymore, and those divisions are no more. ACC officially becomes the first conference to scrap divisions, so they yeah. will be moving to a 3-5-5 format where each team will have three permanent rivals and they will alternate between the other 10 league teams uh, two times during a four-year cycle, one time at home, one time away. Those three permanent opponents, of course, they are playing every year, alternating home and away every single year. So, Mitch, this news dropped uh, a couple days ago. By the time you guys are listening to this, it'll be about a week ago. And, um, you know, I'm looking over the announcements, and I'm looking over the uh, just how they decided to break this up, and. Obviously, there's not going to be, we talked about this on our scheduling pod when we first introduced the idea of eliminating divisions, but there's not going to be a way that you make every single team perfectly happy. But how do you think the ACC did? What would you say they did well? What is uh, something that might be lacking?
0: Yeah, I, I think overall they did as good of a job as they they probably could have, right? I mean, you, know, you look at, at teams that, Came over from the old uh, Big East trying to maintain as many rivalries as they could. And then you've got teams like Louisville where it's like, hey, man, they don't really have any rivals in the ACC. So what on earth do we do with them? Honestly, the big winner here is Miami, right? Mm -hmm. A team that's never won an ACC championship game out of the coastal division. You look through the coastal, which is now going to go into legendary status, right? You mentioned nobody could ever remember who was in the Atlantic Division, who was in the Coastal Division, what really makes those different from each other. Um, But the Coastal Division, the old Coastal Division, Duke, Georgia Tech, Miami, North Carolina, Pitt, Virginia, Virginia Tech, dude, it was a revolving door from the Coastal Division as far as who was going to appear in that conference championship game. Miami, for whatever reason, just could never climb to the mountaintop, and win an ACC championship. And so now, you know, you look at their carousel for right now, Boston College, Florida State, Louisville, that's not a bad lineup. You get the rivalry game with the Knowles. Louisville, I feel like those are going to be competitive games, perhaps that develops into a rivalry. And then, you know, I mean, they probably have a year-in, year-out win against Boston College, although who knows this year, uh, Phil Dracovic and company may have something to do with that. But overall, you know, you look down the list and, there's not too many things that I would change. I think I'm probably most disappointed in Virginia tech, not getting Miami. They get pit mm. Virginia and wake forest. That doesn't do a ton for me, you know, and I'm a self-proclaimed new Hokey fan that Virginia tech Miami game, no matter who is down in the dumps is always kind of spicy. And so to not have that be, you know, quote unquote permanent, um, I don't love that, but but overall, I, I think, like I said, they they did as good of a job as they possibly could have done. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this as well.
3: Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, sitting down and thinking about this, if you start piecing it out, you know, you can definitely build some natural rivalries in the ACC. Right? There's of course the Tobacco Road schools. That's huge in basketball. You've got Miami, Florida State. You've got Virginia, Virginia Tech. Obviously, those are very important games after that it's kind of a free-for-all to me and i'm sure people that are in those spaces and in that part of the country all the time would probably push back on that a little bit but from the outside looking in it is kind of kind of a free-for-all like you mentioned there's a lot of crossover from the old big east there's a lot of schools that just geographically are very far like i think about boston college and they're close to syracuse and not a lot of other schools, Pitt, and they got Syracuse and Pitt. But then um, we get the call back to uh, the Doug Flutie Hail Mary game every single year with Boston College and Miami. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I do think that they did um, as best as they possibly could. Interesting to me, Wake Forest only gets one fellow North Carolina school in Duke. Sure. Duke gets all three as their permanent uh, crossover opponents or permanent pod opponents, I guess, and. North Carolina and NC state are each, it looks like going to get uh, two of those schools. So yeah, that's interesting to me. Of course we had the story a few years ago of wake forest and North Carolina felt like they weren't playing often enough. Mm -hmm. And so they schedule an out of conference game to, you know, make up for that. But the beauty of this, of course, and the reason why everyone is going this way, a couple of reasons, of course, one, it's going to help get the two best teams, regardless of division or regardless of who they've played into the conference championship every single year, the two best records in the whole conference, will get to go to the conference championship game. And two, you're going to get to play every team at least every other year. So Mm -hmm. the those tobacco road games, wake forest, they're not going to have to wait six or seven years to play North Carolina. They're not going to have to wait six or seven years to play NC state. So like you said, you can't make everybody happy, but I think they did a pretty good job. Just want to pour one more out for the ACC Coastal, um, a division that will live in our hearts forever. Of course, they had the infamous seven-year stretch where every single team won that division. (laughs) Um, They just cycled through for seven years, and most of them went up against Clemson juggernauts and... Gave us something that we were uh, probably turning off in that night slot on Conference Championship weekend. You're not kidding. Uh, those most games of those, those years,
0: those games were never competitive. Yeah, um, I I do like you mentioned Duke. I mean, rest in peace to the Blue Devils, dude. I mean, Mike Elko, welcome to the ACC, my guy. North Carolina, NC State, Wake Forest. I, I mean, that's three losses I, now for Duke. Like, is there a combination that? Doesn't result in three automatic losses right now, probably not. But, dude, <laughs> that's that's tough. And then Clemson, Florida State, Georgia Tech, NC State—like, you know, uh, there are just some fun matchups there. But is you're pouring one out for the coastal, I'm going to pour one out for Duke because that is brutal. That might be the murderer's row of this schedule.
3: Man, no faith in Mike Elko. To it's not go that take I don't have that, that challenge,
0: faith, but. Gosh, I mean that's the worst possible unless you substitute like Wake Forest for Clemson. I think that's the worst possible combination you could have gotten because not only are they three really good schools, they're also your like absolute natural rivals. They're guys that you're trying to pick off, you know, three-star prospects and maybe a four-star prospect from here and there and you've got a you've got them as your permanent opponents now. I mean, that's it's tough. It's going to make it for some interesting recruiting weekends.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It will. Well, um, kind of closing the book on that. Like I said, there's a lot of recruiting stuff we could get to Texas is getting everybody. And that might be old news by the time that you guys hear this. But, um, as we're sitting here, Texas is getting everybody. You guys, uh, heard the podcast last week with Mitch and Austin kind of talking about that. But um, yeah, we want to, without further ado, get on to our segment. We think you guys are going to enjoy this. Uh, We had a lot of fun recording it. Garrett's going to rejoin us um, here in just a bit for our announcer draft.
0: Tonight, what we're doing is something from the mind of Trey. We are doing an announcer fantasy draft. So... Without any further ado, I'm going to relinquish my hosting duties over to Trey to further explain the details.
3: Yeah, so this show was kind of my baby. I did pitch this one, and I am really, really excited. Because if you know anything about watching college football, an announcer can make or break the experience, okay? We all have turned on a game, and we've just wanted to mute it or tune it out or just not want to hear what the guys are saying. We've all called them out for being idiots, but there are some really, really good announcers out there. And now's the time where we get to shout them out. So here's how this is going to work. If you've ever done a fantasy football league, similar format, me, Mitch and Garrett are each going to draft a team of four people. Here's where it gets a little fun though. So we each are going to have one play by play guy. So the guy describing the action, one color commentator, one sideline reporter. And then our fourth team member can be anyone who has never broadcasted sports professionally before. I'm really excited to see where you guys take that one. I have my person. Garrett and I were talking, we might actually have the same person, so one of us <laughs> might be insulting. Um, So, yeah, we'll snake back and forth. We'll do four rounds, and we'll see uh, how this goes. We can give a little breakdown of each pick, too.
0: Yeah, this is going to be just a ton of fun. Before we start the draft, uh, Trey, you've got the draft order for us. did want to remind you guys, as a launching podcast, a fledgling podcast, we rely on your interactions, your likes, your uh, reviews, and your follows to continue to grow our social footprint and grow our team, right? This is an experience that we want to share with you and we want to hear from you. So follow us on our Twitter and Instagram at 3TechPod. You can write into the Gmail, 3TechPod at gmail.com as well. Uh, you guys are crushing it so far. The, the viewership is going up with each new episode that we release and uh, it's really, really cool getting to see the numbers and, and the locations that you guys are listening in from as well. We truly have a blossoming fandom that is from coast to coast, and uh, you know we enjoy interacting with you guys. Uh, most most of the interaction is happening over on Twitter. A follow would go a long way there, as would a follow on our Instagram. We're working towards a hundred followers on both of those platforms, and uh, as I keep teasing uh, in those. Uh, through those social mediums. We'll be giving away something, doing a giveaway very, very soon, trying to figure out what milestone to center that around, and I think it'll probably be 100 followers on Instagram and Twitter. So head over, hit the follow, and uh, make sure you stay tuned for more information on that. Trey, turn it back over to you. Uh, What's the draft order for tonight? Well, here we go. So our
3: draft order starting off will be Mitch up first with the 101. I will be taking the second slot and Garrett... We'll be picking third, and then we will snake back and forth for the second round.
0: All right. Well, exciting times, of course. You know, I do have a background in broadcasting, so this—you can't take yourself, Mitch. Well, having (laughs) having the number one overall pick will not be doing that. Uh, But this gave me a chance to to really weigh a lot of options to figure out what was kind of personal to me, what I felt like was. You know, combined really great technique with great storytelling as well. And uh, Trey, I believe you have a, a little sound drop to put me on the clock here. All right, with the first overall pick in the Three Tech Pod Broadcasters Draft, Team Mitch Mason selects sideline reporter Marty Smith. Now this may be completely off the beaten path, but amazing pick to my perfect broadcasting crew. I know everyone thinks play by play and then color first, but I want Marty on my team and shout out to you, Marty Smith. I will be tweeting at you when this episode goes live because you are one of my broadcasting heroes, the way that he weaves storytelling, relatability and just overall like great broadcasting technique. I mean, the man is so easy to listen to and he's very entertaining. He keeps it straightforward. He's creative. Um, Again, you know, I think a lot of people would think, Hey, you take that ACE play by play guy first. I can get value in, in the broadcasting booth. A lot of people can do that. Well, I do not think a lot of people can do sideline reporting well and add meaningful content uh, content to the broadcast so marty smith you're my first overall pick uh welcome aboard very very happy to have you
3: goodness that was a fantastic pick that's um, a great pick i'm not gonna lie when i was prepping for this draft i forgot marty smith existed <laughs> and now i <laughs> really am really jealous
1: that he was he on, is my on your team oh my he gosh. was on my list yep Oh my goodness.
3: Well, I am already tilting here. Um, I have the second pick. Um, I love your strategy. I love taking the sideline reporter first. I agree that um, that is an integral part of the crew. And so I will go ahead and take my second pick with the second pick of the three technique announcer draft. Team Trey Reeves selects Cole Kublik as our sideline reporter. So I'm going to go ahead and play the draft game a little bit. I don't know what Garrett's thinking for the sideline reporter, but (laughs) I only had two sideline reporters on my list, Cole Kublik and one other one. I didn't want to lose out on Cole Kublik. Just like you Mm -hmm. said, Mitch, I love a good sideline reporter. And when they can do more than just provide a story or provide access, that's a great reporter. No, no shade at those types of sideline reporters at all, but just like with Marty Smith, Cole Kublik, he just adds an extra layer. If you've never watched the Saturday night SEC Network game uh, with Tom Hart, Cole Kublick, and uh, Jordan Rogers, right. it's a great crew oh, all yeah. together, but Cole Kublik just being down on the sidelines, bringing the um, extra expertise that he has on the interior linemen. He also gave um, just... An amazing, he just, he breaks down the O-line game in amazing fashion. He provides a great, lot of great insight and he adds so much to that broadcast. And, you know, as a color commentator is probably my weakest area of where I'm analyzing this draft. So why not take a guy that's basically <laughs> like a bonus color commentator?
1: That's right. No bad, no bad. Love the pick. I had Cole on my list as well yeah those are my one and two for the sidelines so uh i do like my third i like my third option so now i have no rush to take her so there we go all right Um, well garrett's up next with pick pick number three let's see so uh yeah uh i'm gonna skip the pomp we'll get to it uh with the third pick uh of our little announcer draft here uh team garrett will select play-by-play brad Nestler. brad <laughs> Nestler, my guy look i mean look he's been around the block knows what he's doing for me when i was thinking about this i was thinking if i'm getting a play-by-play guy i want a guy who sounds like he knows what he's talking about one of the worst things for a play-by-play guy is a guy who seems like he's forcing it seems like he's you know just trying to make something up as he goes i wanted experience i wanted you know something that was going to end up being good and could carry the broadcast. Uh, and look, if it was good enough for NCAA football, it's got to be good enough for me too, right? So, uh, look, it's it's an iconic voice. Some of the most iconic calls come from Brad Nestler. So, uh, I felt really good about that. I like my play-by-play guy. That's a
3: great pick. I cannot argue with that. I think it's been we love Vern Lundquist. I love Vern Lundquist, but that SEC on CBS has gotten
1: exponentially better with him taking the lead for sure. For sure. Yeah. It's, and look, Vern's great. But uh, yeah, Brad just, I think he's got a little bit more energy too. That's going to be something I'm looking for on my board. He's got a little bit more energy. I went back and listened to a couple of his calls and there's just sometimes I like what he does. He's got a little bit of a rasp in his voice when he gets excited and he kind of lets it come up and the intensity comes up a little bit and it can make for some really good calls. All right. Well, you got another pick right now. I do have another pick. Yeah, I'm going to be coming up, uh, and we're going to be doing this. Coming back around to the other side, I'm going to go ahead and grab my color uh, commentator here. So uh, with the fourth pick overall, first of the second round,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Team Garrett is going to select uh, Kirk Herbstreet. Kirk curb street right now. Uh, look, I figured if it was good enough for NCAA football, I might as well double up on it. <laughs> yeah, um, you are building the video you know, game. Like it, I figured, look, it was fine for them. It's going to be fine for me. And I like the way that they play uh, off of each other. I like the way that they do that. Um, I like the way that they would have conversations together. Kirk's one of the best in the business. Um, and, and look, he, he can be a bit of a divisive figure within different fan bases, but he has some great drops, some great lines. Um, And yeah, I like my pick here. So I'm going to cruise with my play-by-play and my uh, color commentator here. Uh, I've got my sideline person coming at the end. So now I just got to hope that me and Trey don't have the same wild card in mind. So yeah, we'll see. Well, we will
3: see when we get there. I am not going to take my wild card person right here. Um, But what I am going to do is I'm going to tilt just a little bit again. I'm going to try to play the draft game here. Um, Only one... Uh, color commentator off the board mitch has two picks coming up i know that he has a lot more in-depth research probably than i do on this draft and so i'm gonna go ahead and take my color commentator here i went back and forth between two guys but i really like um the color commentator um well first let me play our drop real quick And with the fifth overall pick, I'm going to take my color commentator, Dusty Dvorak.
2: Oh, great! And day. this
3: might be a little off the wall, but if you that that is just such a great crew. And I don't, I can't ever remember what um, time slot they have. I think it's a two thirty slot or one of the big, depending on if ESPN and ABC have a bigger game at noon or a bigger game at two thirty. The that crew usually takes it. But goodness, with the color commentator. It can go so poorly so quickly if you have a bad color commentator. Like You get the cheese balls. You get the guys that are think they're way smarter than they actually are. Looking at you, um, Dan Rolovsky.
2: Um, <laughs> but um,
3: it, it can go sideways so quickly. And Dusty Dvorak, I don't think I've ever watched a game and thought, holy crap, this guy is annoying. And that's what I need in my color commentator: that's provide fair. a lot of good insight mm-hmm. and don't be annoying, Dusty Dvorak, You are. On Seems the team.
1: like a low bar, but yeah, it very, is a low very bar, difficult but you for would, some to clear.
3: It is a very <laughs> difficult one to clear in modern college football, especially when you got thirty million games being broadcast every day and everyone trying to make it. You know, and be the next Kirk Herbstreit. You get a lot of really interesting characters that. Yes, think you that do. They are very God's gift to the broadcast booth. And Dusty, keep doing what you're doing, man. I love listening to you call a game. Well, God's gifts or
0: God's curse? <laughs> yeah, I'll say this: like you know, broadcasting is so much harder than what anyone gives thought to, right? The the ability to have a million different things going on live in front of you to kind of keep eyeballs on all of it, and then to dance with your partner, to know when to step in, when to step out, especially as the color guy. Being the color guy, to to me, is a lot harder than it is being the play-by-play guy. As the play-by-play guy, you get to kind of direct the rudder of the broadcast, right? And and you tell the main narrative. The color guy gets very few opportunities to be insightful and add – to the broadcast much like a sideline report and that's why i took marty with that first overall pick um so yeah dusty you're right he does such a good job of being insightful but not being all you know about himself which which i think is very very tough fun fact
3: i got to be mitch's color guy one time for a hockey game and Screw mitch you. was very gracious but i was very
0: not good at that so yes it is <laughs> it is
3: um a difficult job to say the least
0: Ah, Texas a Texas, if Texas, if I remember correctly. It that was. was the that was the worst broadcast setup I ever had to do while while doing hockey. Um, I might have had one worse doing football, but sorry for another day. All right, so we're back at the top or bottom of the draft now, and I've got back-to-back picks, so I will be taking my play-by-play and color guys, of course. And I'll, I'll be honest, the more thought I gave to this, the harder it was to take one guy at each spot because you want you want a great voice as the play-by-play and you want you know someone who's just going to offer a lot of uh you know traditional playbook wisdom at the color spot but you also need them to work well together uh trey like you said when when one guy is kind of talking too much and the other one's not getting to talk at all or they're not adding anything to the broadcast that's when it gets brutal but at the end of the day, I've got a lot of I, I've got a lot of play-by-play crushes, uh, personally, but he's still on the board. I gave it a lot of a lot of thought, but I'm gonna go with my play-by-play guy here. I think it's got to be Chris Fowler. Uh, Chris is oh, such good, a sure. good voice. He's got such a good tempo to how he calls the action. His th- the way that he calls exciting moments. He rises to that occasion. Um, you know, not to you know. I love my boy Sean McDonough. I I, I feel like there's Honestly, I feel like I'm kind of in the minority, at least with some of my friends who don't like Sean McDonough. Sean has a a, a little bit of a tendency to have his voice kind of falter at the biggest moment, see trouble with the snap in Michigan, Michigan State. Um, (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Which, look, great call. Iconic call. Iconic call listen his body failed him a little bit there. I'm, I'm gonna I... have to edit
3: that in in post-production if anybody has never heard that so that that'll be coming soon just right. stay oh, yeah. tuned for just a second
1: well he has trouble with the snap and the
0: Chris Fowler is an iconic voice. Um, was one of the first, was the first host of College Game Day um, before Reese Davis, and you know, just someone that I have a lot of fond memories listening to and watching. So, Chris Fowler is my play-by-play pick. Now, with that kind of established, now it's tough to find another puzzle piece to fit in the color spectrum. And you know, I I could have gone a couple of different ways here. I thought about going uh, more of kind of that traditional SEC network route, I guess we'll say, and someone might take uh, that particular color guy, but I'm going to go with Greg McElroy uh, as my oh, color guy. Greg I like has it. gotten much better. When he first came out of the NFL and got into the booth, it was kind of awkward, to be quite honest. He, yeah, totally he had right. to learn very quickly as a good speaker, that being a good speaker doesn't necessarily translate to being a great broadcaster. But as he's come along, and you know he's done broadcast with Joe Tessitore, I think is mostly who he does his games with. I think Greg has gotten really, really solid, um, and so I am happy to bring McElroy on board, another you know Southern guy onto the broadcast with Marty and uh, and now Chris. So I, I love my team. I love that stack. I would listen to that broadcast. All day, Saturday and Sunday.
3: That's a great pick. Um, so just oh, yeah. to recap real quick, um, Mitch's team so far, he has um, Chris Fowler as his play-by-play guy, Greg McElroy running color commentary, and Marty Smith on the sidelines. I have um, I have Dusty Dvorak. I do not have a play-by-play guy yet. Um, and I have Cole Kublik on the sidelines. So I'm going to go ahead and take my play-by-play guy here and here's where we get fun i could take a lot of guys here this is my longest list but this guy that i'm gonna take you either love him or you hate him Uh-oh. i happen to love him we're going with gus johnson yes oh, here we go. my on the go. big noon kickoff has never been more exciting than the only reason you get up for big noon kickoff is to the hear Gus getting over excited about a 2-yard carry up the middle. He Great can pick. make they they ran their whole marketing based off of this when they first decided to do the big noon kickoff yes, they it was. Did. Uh Gus can make anything exciting and that is so true. I know, listen. Oh yeah. I will probably get a lot of hate for this pick. This was not a pick to win the poll that we're going to pick. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> if you do not like Gus Johnson, you really, really don't like Gus Johnson. I happen to really enjoy his commentary. Um, I think he makes college football is supposed to be fun. And I think Gus Johnson makes things really, really fun. I would put Gus Johnson on almost any sport broadcasting. Like, listen, oh, yeah. Winter Olympics coverage, NBC, pick him up for curling. Like, yes. (laughs) Can you imagine (laughs) or, um, swimming or golf or just what, whatever I I will listen to Gus Johnson call almost anything. So Gus Johnson, love him or hate him. I happen to love him and he is joining my team. Also, I think he fits in with the crew pretty well. I think dusty Dvorak is a nice compliment to Gus. Um, I think Gus doesn't do get any favor. If Garrett's going to take, um, Joel clap for his color guide pick. I Sorry, but that's an awful pick because Gus doesn't get any favors. Paired <laughs> Which up with I already Joel took Klata. Curve Street, so I'm not going to oh, get stuck true. here. Yeah, that's we're true. good. That's true. That's true. Okay. But, so pairing him up with Dusty Dvorak and Cole Kublik on the sidelines, just imagine the chemistry between Cole and Oh, for Gus. sure. It's amazing.
0: I will say that curling match that we watched, the gold medal curling match we watched oh, how many yeah. years ago, can you imagine at three a.m.? Can you imagine how electric <laughs> that would have been if Gus Johnson he been got on the
2: call? It. He oh got
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just say it. I mean, it was it was a pretty lit night, anyways. Um, oh yeah! Oh, my goodness, adding Gus Johnson on the call. The negative side for Gus. I- I've warmed up to him. When you're talking about detractors, I've not always been the biggest Gus Johnson fan. He sucked on Madden Eleven or whatever video <laughs> that was. Terrible. Um, and so that certainly colored kind of my memory of him a little bit, but he's been good on the big noon kickoff. They've, you know, as as we talked about this a couple episodes ago, as they've sold that time slot as a premiere, and I'm putting in air quotes premiere time slot, Gus has done a lot to elevate that. So I will give him that, and I, I like the pick for your squad.
1: I mean, look, it's only premier because of Gus. And look, if if Brad Nessler wasn't there for me when I took my play-by-play, I was going to take Gus. I was going to totally <laughs> pivot. It would have pivoted my entire broadcast the other direction. I was going to go a totally different direction. I, I did say, now that we have our uh, color guys, I'm kind of surprised we didn't get a Jordan Rodgers. That was probably who I was going to pair really with. Like so I really like Jordan
3: Rodgers.
1: So I was between him and Greg.
0: Jordan Jordan borders on the line of, look at me. An insightful color analyst and i feel like greg has maybe matured past not that jordan hasn't matured that's maybe a bad way to phrase that but i feel like greg has come farther along in his broadcasting career as far as knowing when to maybe not step in to a situation i i actually like jordan i think he does a pretty solid job but he does tell a lot of a lot of personal
1: stories, and right? But could I you imagine that- Gus Johnson and Jordan Rodgers together on a broadcast? That would just be all energy. Yeah, you, know, you could. You could maybe get one of those surprise things where Jordan Rodgers is talking about something, and then some guy busts off on a seven-yard run. He's like, he's down the sideline. <laughs> and so yeah, no, that was that's where I was going. Well, I gotta say, I am uh, thrilled with where I am now. So I'm I'm pairing Brad Nessler and Kirk Herbstreet. That's all my professionalism right there. Um, we're going to go ahead and stick with some professionalism here. Uh, with my third pick, uh, Sideline Reporter.
2: Uh,
1: the Team Garrett here is going to take Tracy Wolfson. We like what? Tracy really? Wolfson. Uh, hold hold Tracy on, hold on. Does she, does she do college No, full- oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, she does, CBS. She does CBS broadcast, yeah. Sorry, no, I on. looked her up because I, I thought that, you know, For a sideline reporter, I pretty much figured y'all were both going to take the guys that I were thinking about with the energy. And so if you're not getting energy, I want someone who's going to be really, really good at their job. That's Mm -hmm. Tracy Wilson. She does have good energy, but she's got plenty of that primetime, big slot experience. And I feel like she always does a really good job with questions and kind of not getting in the way um, and not doing too much to, you know, make the moment like kind of like what you guys are saying, not making the moment about her. Right. She kind of does a good job at letting the energy come, especially with some of those, like, end-of-the-game interviews that she'll do. She'll go find the head coach, and she's got that great energy. The coaches always seem really, you know, excited to talk to her. So I don't know exactly how she does. Well, yeah.
3: You surprisingly have a very professional team, Garrett. I I am kind of surprised that that's the direction
1: Here's actually where it's going off the rails, though. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Real real quick, quick recap. Quick recap, you have – Brad, you We got Brad Nessler, Kurt Kurt, Curb Street. We got Tracy Wolfson on the sideline. Uh, And my wild card that I'm just throwing this into the mix, and I'm going to let them figure it out. Uh, With my fourth pick, he's going to have press box credentials, sideline credentials, free moving spirit. I'm throwing Snoop Dogg into the mix. (laughs) Amazing pick. I am absolutely (laughs) throwing Snoop Dogg into the mix. The reason I'm thinking about this is because, I watched a video recently that was a little recap that they had done from the Winter Olympics, or no, I think it was the Summer Olympics actually. It, and they, they did a, both. They did both.
3: Him yeah, and Kevin yeah. Hart had an amazing feature oh, yeah. on no, the so on Peacock. It I was figured, awesome.
1: I figured it would be hilarious because the one that I had seen was where they were doing some kind of like a horse dancing type of it. I don't know what the event is full. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, yeah. And the horse is doing some moves. He's like, Oh, the horse is crit walking. And I just, I died (laughs) laughing at that. I thought that was so funny. And so I just, I love the idea that you could have a totally professional, amazing broadcast going. And then every now and then (laughs) Snoop just throws something random in there. I just love the idea of that. Right. They're like, They're maybe calling an Auburn game. He's like, wait, but if it's a tiger, why is there an eagle? Right? And you kind of got that little thing going on. So, I don't know. I just, I kind of love that. Um, Look, with your wild card, you're not probably going to get someone professional who's going to add loads and loads of value to the broadcast. So, I figured I'd just grab someone for entertainment value. So, that's my team. I got Brad Nessler and Kirk Herbstreit up in the booth, Tracy Wilson on the sideline, and Snoop Dogg doing his thing.
3: I would pay good money to
1: see Tracy and Snoop interview someone at the same time. That would be (laughs) just both of them standing there with microphones. They're like, you know what we could have done? We could have seen that last season with Ed Orgeron and that would have been the most perfect segment. Just watching Tracy try to keep it on the rails
0: that would have been Snoop, my favorite thing
1: to watch. Snoop on the field or Snoop up up
0: in like the Goodyear blimp, just calling from oh, way yes. above the stadium. Call the, the
1: sky rock. high call. He just like I'm up in a blimp. Exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. You do have to worry. You do
3: have to worry about his mental state. I will say that the one knock on your pick is if he shows up high as a kite.
1: Then yes, entertainment that makes value it better.
3: Maybe. No, I didn't, maybe. Maybe. I, didn't,
1: didn't I believe that. Him. I believe that the professionalism of the rest of my team will keep the broadcast on the tracks, but so it'll just, down to Snoop it. <laughs> I can just hear Brad Nessler and we're going down to Snoop I, uh, and just kind of panicking a little bit. All right. Well, great, pick.
0: Pick. great pick. I love it.
3: I'm going to take, I'll, we're, we're all going to take a wild card here to end up, but I'm really excited about my wild card pick. Um, she, she, to be fair, she does have um a little bit of college football experience she has been a game day guest picker before and so with my final pick in the 2022 announcer draft i'm taking Katy perry oh, oh yes God. let's go if oh, you, no. need, if you need any any reason why so first of all oh no um, If you need any, if you're wondering why is he taking Katy Perry? She has nothing to do with college football. Go Google when Game Day went to Ole Miss for the first time. If you have (laughs) never seen seen that that
1: video, that was the craziest thing. You saw,
3: I don't know that I've ever seen Lee Corso blush as much as he
1: did.
3: And he's hours. dropped
1: F-bombs on the air. So. He's dropped
3: F-bombs on the air, and he was blushing what Katy Perry was doing. <laughs> the entertainment factor is going to be amazing. She brings a lot of energy. If this game, if they, my crew ever broadcasts a game at Ole Miss, just watch out, lock up. All your sons and daughters, because Katie is taking over the town <laughs> and is going to bring a lot of fun energy to my team. So I'm really excited to have Katie Perry. Um, yeah, just watch that game day video if you need any more explanation. Who, who did on she
0: tell team. to call her on live air? Uh, Bo Wallace. Bo Wallace, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Good Bo or bad Bo? It would that's have been bad right. Bo if he was calling <laughs> Katie
1: Perry. <laughs>
3: iconic iconic okay so
1: who's your team now trey
3: so my team uh bring it all together uh running play by play we have gus johnson we like it on color commentary dusty devorchek on the sidelines cole Kublik, and special guest
1: katie perry that's amazing (laughs)
0: um
1: well i love that bring it home bring it home
0: well so you know like i said i I, could have gone a couple different directions here um You know, there's the entertainment element. There's also just the sheer, like, kind of impressive star talent that I think would be amazing to have on a broadcast. So because you guys have gone entertainment, I think I'm gonna go out of the box. Give me give me the narration, give me give me the ultimate storytelling experience. Do it. Guys. It's gotta be Morgan Freeman coming yep, up into the booth, there it is. narrating the great SEC championship, pick. narrating the big the big primetime game. Uh, I think having him and that voice on the call would be something magical. And you know, for me, it was between him. If I was gonna go, you know, kind of like entertainment celeb, I think Matthew McConaughey would be great. He was on the podcast. List. That'd be good. I also think James Earl Jones. Would be fantastic. So I had him on my <laughs> list. I had him on my list. Yep. Yeah. Those those were a couple of couple of the options. So my team, uh, Chris Fowler, Greg McElroy, Marty Smith, and Morgan Freeman. I'm curious to hear who were some of the honorable mentions, like some people that maybe made it on your list that that didn't get named.
3: Yeah, so for play by play, I've got um Adam Amin from Fox Sports. I so love good. his yeah. work. Um he also does a lot of NFL and MLB. Great guy, um, Tom Hart on that um, SEC night Saturday Night crew that we talked Same. about, and Joe Tess. I also Same. really enjoy yep. Joe Tess. Yep. listening to him call a game. Um, my other wild card that you guys didn't mention—it's a little cheating because he is unfortunately deceased—but if we could somehow get, a, we could somehow get a time machine and bring Alan Rickman onto a broadcast. Oh yeah, okay, okay. goodness, Professor Snape. Um, analyzing college football.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, uh, I wish you know, I had all those guys as well. Um, I wish we could have gone with guys who are recently retired. I had Brent Musburger as an option for sure. play by until I went and looked, he's retired, so can't pick him. Um, I had RG3 on the color. I thought he's done a really good job. I did, oh, yeah, he, he's, he's really, role. really good. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Um, Tom Rinaldi is a sideline guy. Pretty good, really good voice. I really like sure. him as that. And then a couple of my other wild cards were – uh, I had Mark Wahlberg on there as well. Um, I thought he'd be really fun. <laughs> not just kind of shouting College. stuff. You could really do it. And Boston College, yeah. Um, I did have James Earl Jones. I thought it might be fun. I-, I was going outside the box for this, right? I was hoping I could get a good professional crew and then get somebody who would throw it off the rails. So I also had Kanye or Ted Nugent as possibilities oh, for throwing God. it off the yeah. rails <laughs> <laughs> just letting them just say stuff and try to let, you know, like a Brad Nessler or a Kirk Kerb have to talk right after that. You know, you might just hear like you, you could see like maybe Ted Nugent saying something a little bit borderline, and then you just hear the next thing out of the broadcast is you know Gus Johnson going or not sorry Brad Nessler going. Uh, All right, so second and ten. Yeah, and <laughs> kind of going trying to gloss over it. And then I also thought it might be fun to have a uh, an Adam Sandler on for just the voices. Oh, for sure. Just for the sure. voices for Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, Owen Wilson, uh, I yeah, think
0: yeah. a couple of voice impersonators. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Would, have, would have been really, really good. Um, y'all named most of my honorable mentions. I love Joe um, oh, yeah. the My broadcasting mentor at Dallas Baptist University, uh, Reagan Ratcliffe, he and Joe remind me of each other all the time. So... Um, I had to have him on on my list. RG3 was on my color list. Sideline reporters, I had Laura Rutledge. She doesn't do it as much. It feels kind of like after she got bopped at that Georgia game a couple years ago, she doesn't do it as much. And, of course, her career has taken off. She hosts SEC now. She hosts uh, whatever the NFL goes She's on to bigger and better things. Yeah, she's past the sidelines. She is. But uh, Laura was a great sideline reporter. Chris Budden, I think, does a great job too. Um Holly sorry, Rowe.
3: I forgot to mention her, but Holly and, Rowe. And Rowe I was gonna
0: say the matriarch of sideline reporting. I think we have to mention Holly Rowe as well. Um, and then I'll let you guys know about my celebs. So uh fellas, that was fun. That was that was a good time. Uh, I'm so jacked up now for Saturdays in the fall. I need to yes. hear all of these voices. Oh yeah, including Snoop and, yes. and on on broadcast. So you know, clearly, as as this podcast is just taken over the world, we're going to get in, t- in contact with the execs at ESPN and, uh, and make oh, yeah. that happen.
3: Hey, guys, thanks so much for tuning in to this special holiday weekend edition of the Three Technique. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Three Tech Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and write into the show at Three Tech pod at gmail.com. And if you like the show, make sure you tell a friend and rate us five stars on your podcast app of choice. For Mitch Mason and Garrett Turney, I'm Trey Reeves. We'll see you guys next time.